rotten motherfucker. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Motahamas Podcast. I'm your host, Damon Damien. Well, all right, buddies. This week, we bring a very special episode, because this week, we bring in Mr. Dax Riggs. That's right, Dax Riggs, uh, mostly well-known as the uh, lead singer of Acid Bath, the very influential... Uh, I, I, I want to say early 90s, early to mid 90s, uh, metal band from New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, now he's doing his solo thing um, just under the simple name of Dax Riggs. It's really cool, dark, gothic-y, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, this interview was done, I don't know, about three weeks ago. Uh, let's see, looking at the calendar, I believe it was July 23rd at the Triple Nickel Tavern. Sorry it's taken us so long to get this up, uh, just life has kind of gotten in the way. I wanted to get that interview up with the director of the Sandlot a little bit earlier than this one, so that's why it's taken so long to get... Dax Riggs up here, but uh, it was a pleasure sitting down and talking with Dax because, uh, you know, back in the uh, mid mid to late 90s, you know, I was this chubby little skateboard BMX kid. Let's be honest here. I did very, very, very little skateboarding. I just didn't have the balance for it. I was a BMX freestyle kid um, riding a bright pink 1986 GT uh, pro performer with white mag rims, even though, you know, it's by the time uh, by the time I was riding it, it was, you know. 96 but still uh i remember i have fond memories of riding around in buddy's cars listening to acid bath and be like man this is so cool how do you find out about all these cool bands and it being my uh eh, kind of my frenemy david binge who would uh who would find all these cool metal bands from around around louisiana around the world and bring it to us and we'd rock out and have fucking epic skateboard sessions and good times are had by all my friends. Uh, so, I, needless to say, I hadn't really listened to Dax Riggs in a handful of years, uh, but I went through and did my research. I was presently su- pleasantly surprised by his new solo stuff. Um, but today's episode, um, my buddy Brian, I asked my buddy Brian to jump in and help do the interview because he knows more about Dax's later years. I did my research. I knew more about the early years. It seemed like a perfect fit. The thing that wasn't a perfect fit was all the booze we had that night, buddies. There was a lot of booze, oh man. And then our buddy, uh, our good buddy Matt Genero, uh, was yelling out questions from the peanut gallery. Uh, I gave him a lot of dirty looks and said, shut the fuck up. But he kept asking questions. So uh, that's all on today's episode today, friends. Uh, we're going to keep this intro short and sweet and to the point. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. But first, we're going to play a song off Dax Briggs' newest album. Uh, it's a couple of years older now, but it's called Blood or Love. Uh, this first song we're going to play is called Demon Tied to a Chair in My Brain. And then uh, we're going to sit down with Dax at the Triple Nickel Tavern with Brian Ostro and Matt Genero, and we're going to have a good old good old time. Uh, so let's, uh, let's listen to Demon Tied to a Chair in My Brain. Here we go, friends. Demon Tied to a Chair in My Brain Blackbird a tapping on the window pane. Sick man smiling at a straight dog in the rain. Demon tied to a chair in my brain. Yeah. 
What is your favorite Eddie Murphy movie, Dax Riggs? <laughs> uh, the Color Purple. Color Purple? Was Eddie Murphy in The Color Purple? Yeah, he was a he little kid. Well. He was like an extra. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I, I mean... I hope that's recording. Oh, it's definitely recording. Oh, good. We can start off on there. Um, so, so I'm going to look at my phone a little bit. Okay. But it's because that's where yeah, my questions are written at. So... Um, so we're, we're hanging out the backstage in the backstage. Is that what you want to call it, Brian? I'd say front stage, but we're, you know, we're front ha- stage, backstage, whatever. We're, we're hanging out at door. the nickel. Let's call it the back door. The, the back, back door. door. We're hanging out at the triple nickel. How's that? Yeah, um, that's right. It's 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 one thirty-five a.m. I've been drinking pretty well. How, how about how about you guys? Do you drink? Uh, yeah. You got a you got a water I'm going. To drink it a, a tad, a bit. Yeah, I drink a little bit. Well, that's that's all bullshit questions. So I grew up. I I was born in Dallas, Texas, one of the worst places to ever be born in. But I grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana, which might be a worse place to grow up in. Uh, you grew up in. You were born in what? You spent your formidable years in Indiana. Yeah. And then moved to Homa. Yeah. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. What was it like? What was that your transition like moving from Indiana like to Homa? Moving into like a racial uh, riot, <laughs> okay, with bricks being thrown and shit, and like, yeah, you know, kids suddenly bringing guns to school and uh, everybody's smoking something. <laughs> How old were you at the time when you moved to Louisiana? Thirteen. Thirteen. What yeah. year was that? I don't know, man. No, no idea. How mm. old are you? Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. Math. I'm thirty-two. I don't know. You got it. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. Matt's smart. Yeah. He's got it. He's, he's about forty-one, so I could always do math. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that time, yeah. Yeah. It's probably like late eighties, I guess, or early nineties. Probably both. Fair enough. You you were young enough, Paige. So you moved to Homa. 
Which is funny because I know that you you're a comic book fan. Did you read the comic? Did you read the Sandman comics growing oh, up? Uh, yeah. Or later on, mm-hmm. which yeah, were based on. in. Well, the '90s Swamp Thing was totally based, and that's what I was really into: Alan Moore and Swamp Thing, and and so going to Homa, you know, it's a, it's a place that I knew, so it was weird. It struck me as like a weird coincidence or was it telling me something was the universe pointing towards something that I didn't understand yet right which is where I be um so you're living in Homa what were you listening to at the time uh Iron Maiden a lot of thrash the golden age of thrash heathen you know testament all their first things you know um uh, Exodus, uh, Celtic Frost, Into the Pandemonium. Um, I mean, that was the, the and you know, and also Jimi Hendrix, you know, that whole like his greatest hits mm-hmm. kind of thing, and um, The Doors and John Mellencamp, I think. Hey, John Mellencamp rules. Is it John Cougar or was yeah, it John yeah, Mellencamp? Well, oh, like yeah. scare blood on the scarecrow, man. You know, that's yeah. a great song. Right now, yeah. did you, you know, dis- so did you discover this in Louisiana, or is this what this you brought all, with you? No, this is this is all stuff that I was. Well, I mean, I brought Iron Maiden with me, right. and then you know, I was into Slayer and everything when I was like twelve. You know, I discovered this, you know, college radio station there in Indiana when I was, you know, I'd stay up late and record, you know, on my cassette tape and record like, you know, I heard Slayer doing Inagata Devita and you know, uh, Bathory and just shit that kind of, you know, blew my mind in a lot of ways. And and I I mean, at the time, you know, but I was already like into like, you know, Prince and Twisted Sister and Duran Duran and everything leading up to that, you know, that, that, that I loved, you know, and then Simon and Garfunkel was soon to follow, you know, like I was like, holy shit, you know. So it was a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Did you grow up with that whole, like, crossover experience, you know, like... Big time. Even when I moved to Louisiana, you know, being more of, like, a metal kid, I immediately ran into a bunch of punk kids who were, like, crass and, like, dead Mm -hmm. Kennedys. And so that was, like, immediately my second second thing, you know. Are you drinking this? Uh, Let me finish it. Being (laughs) someone who's slightly, you know, just slightly older than you, like... You know, I mean, I I definitely can say like I can remember like you know those early metal years like you know you're coming out of like pop rock and all of a sudden you're like here's metal and then all of a sudden it was like well how brutal could metal be and then you're like maybe if we mix it with some like punk and all of a sudden you're like obituary DRI and you get obituary you know yeah obituary for sure I mean honestly like the big one for me was like. Stormtroopers and death. Like, oh, you know, yeah. Like, I had my grandfather get that for me. <laughs> my grandpa, who was like 70 some years old, I had when I was 12 years old, I gave him a list of records. One of them was like Wasp, one of them was SOD, one of them I think was Guns N' Roses. One was, I don't even remember, maybe it was an Iron Maiden, I don't know, but or it could have been Metallica. But. You know, anyway, it was something like that, you know. So he went there and got that, you know, speak English or die. Fucking awesome. That that album was like the game changer, though, in the 80s for a lot of people. Because, 
like nothing like that. It, like you know, like you're like I was like in the wasp. I was like listening to Maiden. All of a sudden, yeah. Like, when I bet, the when, I, 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 I met him. He runs sound downtown in Austin, and I met him. It was like. Weird, you know, to meet him and like he's just running sound for bands there at the fucking headhunters, you know. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, but he's a nice guy. Okay, so you're (laughs) sorry, I'm following you. No, no, no. this is let's just talk about it's it's fluid. Fluid, that's not a word, but we're gonna pretend it is. So you're a teenager. Just moved to home in Louisiana. You like the Alan Moore Swamp Thing books, which I like. They're great. Um, how do you find roots in this area? Was it through the mu- music? Home is what thirty minutes away from New Orleans. It, where, where I grew, up, it, where I grew up in Louisiana, we didn't go to New Orleans. We went to Dallas instead yeah. because Dallas was three hours away. That was the place where we went. It was like our mecca. It was the place where we, you know, the first place we drove to and slept on the streets, you know, and, you know, did those things with, you know, like found street kids and snorted strange chemicals (laughs) with them and, like, danced all night in fucking zombie dance clubs, man. I mean, that was really what was happening there and what we came to see and then and then yeah that was just like the party aspect of it you know then there were you know of course there were bands happening that we discovered but but through my own thing in a different way you know through my band and all you know there was never anything you sought out there it was like oh my god this band's playing new orleans no 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 we just went there to like have a good time do you remember the know nothing circus no no there, there were the very first time I ever saw a naked woman, it was this. It was these street kids, and they would do this. It was street kid naked. It, long story short, I was I was 17 years old in Shreveport. And they're like, hey, we're going on this. It was this know nothing circus, and but I googled them and found so much information about them since. But so, um, did you get the radio stations of New Orleans and Homa, or not? Um. I don't think so. I, yeah, I really don't know. So, so when did you make the move from listening to this music to starting it on your own, to playing well, it? Well, I mean, I always wanted to. As soon as I moved there, I was playing with kids and stuff around there. And Thank you. Thank you. Coming in town. I loved you guys. It was a good night. It was. was. It absolutely was. Whoa! I think everybody loaded it. I think they're well loaded, everything. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing else here. Hi, guys. Bye. I love you all very much. I love you too, somehow. I've never met you, but I heard you. I love you. I love you. Thank you very much. I'm glad that someone who doesn't know anything about me and will never see me again. Because you look, you know, it's a little bit like Montel Williams. And you, everybody has a little bit of love oh for Montel Oh my god, Williams. thank you, face god. Hey, you're welcome, Montel. Montel. Shit. All right. All right, boys, Fox, you're not a boy, you're a god. 
Everything always, forever, love, 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 lust, lust, lust. Uh, me too. Holy yeah. cow. Oh, Holy wow. cow. Yeah. Didn't know that. No. Like that. Well, I apologize. Real quick, while that's going on, um, I'm coming right back, but uh, would you like a shot? Like a JMO or anything? I can go grab us some stuff. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. I'll get cool. you some more water, though. Cool. I'll get you some more. I would appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Actually, I'll get you water. That's already right. 38. Is that right? Pretty much. Yeah, so you're like three years younger than me, so like I, I totally have that same experience of like, you know, you know coming from like, I'm a military brat. I moved all over the place. Like, so yeah, you bring like, pop and metal and all that crazy shit. Put it all together, piece it into like something like crazy punk rock. Thank you. And then try to reconcile it against like your pop background. It's good. So it's good for you. It's good. It's good. I, I, don't, I don't know what. <laughs> what just happened? Stuff happened. I know, I know what Matt was saying, but the the young oh, yeah. lady's coming back. But so, when 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 did you move to New Orleans and discover that scene of things? Same sort of time period. Yeah, I was about twelve, <laughs> thirteen. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, I was. I, were, were you I hearing moved, on the radio stations? <clears throat> or no? Um, no, we just went there. I mean, like I brought like. All my Megadeth and all my SOD with me. Mm-hmm. I, I was, you know, that that radio station turned me on to it. And my little group of friends, you know, we were like into anime and like, hmm. you which, know, which back then was really metal, hard to get into. You know, into. speed metal. You know, how did uh, you find these things back in those days? Because it, it's not as easy as it is now. Yeah, I mean, uh, some. You know, kids at my church. You know, they were like, "Hey, really? you would find the yeah, anime yeah, at yeah. church." Yeah. Yeah, definitely. They were like, you know, there was like the the, the little dark, you know, strain in the church. He'd gravitate towards, and they'd be like, yeah, we have like Captain Harlock, and you know, this, you know, whatever, you know, fucking. So, did you spend a lot of time in the church? Yeah, when I was young, for sure. I mean, I mean, I used to go out in service and stuff. Yeah. What, what, what kind of? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Witness. I, I'm not familiar with that guy because it's where really I, like a weird. I mean, it has you know an end of the world vibe where you know we're all gonna die, but it's okay, and we'll all be resurrected, and it's pretty, it's a pretty heavy trip for I think a little kid to you know. And do you think that has like? influence the way you like write songs you know growing up that way sure I mean my real father was a you know like a head elder in a kingdom hall you know he was a man who like lived his life totally by the bible that was my grandfather who you know was really the person who I was probably raised more by as a male figure than anyone when I was young 
and I definitely feel, you know, apocalypse and, you know, revelation everywhere I turn. I mean, believe me, I'm driving around this country in a van, so I can see that things are, you know, going crazy. Like, uh, just the weather, um, all the homeless people, just the people who seem to be, like kind of hopeless mm-hmm. totally do you feel hopeless? no I feel like you know um, things have got to like fall apart you know to get back together back together in a better shape I don't know where to go from that <laughs> I got a question okay. I'm just, keep going well I'm just kind of curious it it's not straight stemming from that, no, but like, no, as far as, you know, you playing, you know, you know, of course, everybody, you know, a lot of people recognize you from Acid Bath, which was a great band, but they've been broken up for about like 20, 15 years, 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, I 20 think. years, you know, like, I'm not sure, so man. what do you think of, you know, when like people come here expecting <clears throat> Acid Bath or just people still associate you with Acid Bath yet yeah. what you're doing is well. totally different from Acid Bath, you know? I see similarity in myself, but like, yeah. I just, you know. <clears throat> what do I think? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I get, a, I guess I get a kick out of it. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, like anybody would that, would experience yeah. that. I mean, um, yeah, it seems a little, some, you know, but I mean, people don't really expect me to play that. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's just kind of weird, you know, they're kind of revved up for that sometimes in a place like this where we haven't been in a yeah. long time. Like tonight where they're yeah. shouting, dead girl! <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they're, I always no. that's like yeah. my wake-up call. Like, well, yeah. dead girl, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played that in a long time, but I hear it at every, you know, at every show, you know, dead girl. But it, I don't know, it makes me laugh, kind of. Like, I don't know why, it amuses me. And I only do this for myself anyway. As it is, I hope anyone would. Oh, yeah, sure. we all need to do this. Tell you me, know, I mean, yeah. You know. Play music for yourself, you know. People like it, it's great, but you, you gotta. See, I actually do have a question about that. Like, you were talking about, like, kind of where your roots are, right? And, like, you know, like your grandfather, right? And, and driving around and kind of, like, seeing it. And how's that? How's that affect your music? Because it seems like that's a big part of you. So I, I assume that might be a part of like the things you write about, and, and even the way you perform, like today. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I want to be, you know, lead belly. You know, I want to be like a kind of a psyched out, like slightly heavy metal um, lead belly, or you know, I mean. My grandpa, when he played, he, he sounded like Johnny Cash. So that's like who I... I like that. As a baby, that's who I was singing with, you know? Like, I have recordings of me going... <laughs> like, freaking out, singing along with him and shit. But, like, it's, like, funny when you you know think oh, about yeah. Acid Bath. And it's, like, it seems like it's all kind of weirdly tied together, you know? I mean, I, I having also lived in the South, I mean... It, I don't know, there's like this, this this part that just like goes with you that's so different. Like, you know, 
living in Colorado, I always feel kind of like there's parts of me that are always going to be an outsider here. Because there's parts of me that you have to like spell out to people that aren't from like a southern background. Like you know, like it, there's more church. There's more you know, like like I grew up with like fuck the church stuff and like burn the church. Yeah, you know, and, all, and all that and all that shit was around, and like, Person. and then you come up to like some place like Colorado where it's religious, but in a really different way, and it's like not. I grew up with it's so like, hard for me to tell, man, because I just like stay inside my house, you know. Like I, I, I try not. I don't know. Like I know, I, there's, just, there's religious people everywhere, and no. I find them to be slightly savage, you know, and slightly very unsophisticated I mean the Christian idea is a wonderful thing to help your brother but it's been twisted right. and used to make war and you know used against people that you should be caring for they've twisted it so that somehow those people are need to be punished or need to be judged absolutely uh, you know like the whole you know to me like the whole mindset is you know supposed to be about you know don't judge you know love thy neighbor don't judge but hardcore christians are like the most judgmental people i've ever met <laughs> it's a very hey you know it's a very malcolmist <laughs> thing there right like yeah. you know, be, be careful or the media will have you like hating the people you're supposed to be loving and like Me loving the people you're supposed to be hating and, and i bring that up because i mean shit dude i i, I I care less about most people's religions, but you know, having lived in the South, I know it's a, it's definitely like, it's got different roots than it does like in other areas of the country. Fuck if I know. <laughs> well, what I like is you're a very soft-spoken, kind of quiet individual, but you're known for these bands like Acid Bath. Mm-hmm. I remember skateboarding. Like, I'm 32 now. Four, at the age of 14, my buddy, go, my buddy David Binge had found Acid Bath somehow on America Online before the internet existed. I said, hey, let's... He, we bought it at a uh, sound warehouse in Shreveport. What? Shreveport, goddamn Louisiana. And we would skateboard to that. But, but then when I meet you, you're a quiet, soft-spoken individual. But you definitely have these ideas. You have these views. Um, how do you end up as a frontman? How do you end up as a voice, like saying these things? Like, is that something that's naturally occurring, or is it? I don't know. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. It's not really? naturally occurring to me. I mean, it's only natural for me to sing and, like, you know, like be creative. That's natural for me in a fun way. It feels like what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Everything beyond that is kind of I'm trying my best, you know, to be, you know, someone that can do this all the time. Because <laughs> I don't know if I really can. <laughs> well, can you do this all the time? No, like you've no, done no, pretty well tonight so far. How do you feel about tonight? Oh, no, it was great. I mean... Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about last night? I mean, It like, was great. I mean, we really have we really have great shows. We have, like, a, a weird cult, you know, yes. following that's, you know, it, it seems like 
they're very very kind and, and then you go home and you're like I'm just a dude yeah. how, how do you feel about it how do you write these kind of materials I, you know it just, it just starts with a thought and then I usually trance out with you know just guitar and maybe smoke you know or vapor you know uh, even better but just I don't know I try to listen to myself like listen to my my spirit in some mm-hmm. weird fashion and I don't try to ask too many questions like what am I trying to do I mean I know people do that they have this big plan I want to write this song or I'm this person who's telling this no it's it's more or less like I, I wonder what I want to hear like uh, what do I need to say what is not being said? What needs to be filled that's not there? What is is not there in the universe that I need to hear from me? I'm doing it for me, you know? And I think that's that's a good thing to do. So it, it, it's been three years since the last Dax Riggs solo album. Is it something... Does it take that much time to put something together, or is it yeah. just like, hey? Yeah, no, yeah. it does. It takes that long, especially when you start to just like want to squeeze more out of the the, the spirit, the vibe, the thing, the muse. What you is know? the thing? I don't know, man. It's in the air. It's like you mm-hmm. can't ever really get it, but. You try to, like, use it or take it in and push it out and be part of it. Like, I don't know. Like, be part of the universe. Be part of things. I, I don't know. You Listen to yourself. Listen to your spirit. So how do you listen to yourself and be part of that spirit? And how do you do these things? Because I don't know how to do these things. And that's what I'm trying to learn myself. Just like be really quiet and like (laughs) play just a a note on a guitar over and over until you find something that you feel comfortable singing, something that feels good to you, you know, and mess around. It may take it may take hours and hours and hours, but I think what 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 feels good to you? Because I know some of the songs like are pretty dark and interesting I mean they feel good to me I mean maybe what feels good to me wouldn't feel good to everyone but uh, you know that's uh, I like sad songs make me happy you know what do you like to write sad songs that's what you like to write about I do I'm not saying (laughs) I like to it's just what I do I, I, I get what you're saying have you toured mostly since that last album? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, we toured, like, you know, as a band that did that record for, like, two years straight, practically. You know? I mean, not straight, but, you know, on and off for two years. Like, the standard, though, like, I am deeply involved in being out there on the road and getting this out to people, like, and singing these songs. Well, we did only those songs for that long time. That's why now we're doing, like, other things. You know, it's like, for me, it's like, 
I did that for a long time. You know, like where you support your record and you yeah, play okay. all those songs on the new record, a couple of songs from the last couple of records. You do that, you do that, you do that into the fucking ground. And then you're ready to like do something else with maybe, you know, in, in, in a situation where you can quickly like do newer songs. You could throw a Mickey Newberry song in there or you could learn something together over overnight and do it you know like instead of like the it full to this thing the yeah. full you know thing and is it different you know doing this like as you were mentioning earlier you know with me like where you're saying you know usually you you do have a drummer and everything and a lot of times you know back when you're home you do this acoustic stuff like you've been touring with it is it different has it been getting you know a new reaction is it different and mainly like is it different for you to play is it kind of a little more difficult or easier yeah it's different you know and I'm you know it's evolving you know as as it goes along but I think it's helping me figure out where I'm going with the next record like kind of like you know a heavy thing with some prog elements you know like yeah, you know awesome. I mean that's that's kind of where I'm at you know like digging a lot of kraut rock a lot of like African music uh, from the psychedelic age and what's it like that like 20 years of material I mean like I have a lot of friends who are in like bands here who've been through multiple iterations or and some of them are like, you know, I'm not even that great of a writer, but, you know, like, they're sitting on 20 years of, of songs, and there's those songs that they're like, God, I miss that song, but I can't go back <laughs> there because, you know, I'm here now. Sure, and, sure. I'm, I'm totally there. I mean, I, I love all my songs, but some of them are just so far back there. <laughs> it's like when I try to do them, I'm just like, I can't sing this and believe it anymore yeah. and I just I would rather leave it in the grave than fucking dance around with its corpse in some mother's wedding dress you know what That's I mean awesome. I, I, I mean I like, I like the way you, you put that I mean <laughs> that, right like I mean that's how I feel I'm, and, I'm and when the time is right I'll do these things you know and like there are you know that you know no door is ever closed to me artistically like you know, going back and taking things and making them new, you know, so. You're not going to black flag it and put on a, how do I, how do I put this <laughs> in a tasteful bad. way? Yeah. Well, no, 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 because, because there's a place for a flag. There's a place for black flag. There's not going to be a time for you to go back and reiterate the, like, oh, hey, this is me and a bunch of backing musicians. We're called Acid Bath because that's what I did when I was <laughs> no, 19, 20, that would 21. Be, that would be really against what I feel to be right. correct. I mean, the only fucking way I would do it is taking songs that I wrote and reinterpreting them as I yeah. feel they should be in the future. That's all I would do. And even if I didn't write them, you know, if I felt really attached to them. But for the most part, it would only be things that I actually wrote. Because, you know, I did write 
some some riff type things that were changed, you know, to uh, accommodate like what we were trying to do. You know, working together as a band does, you know. So, so when when you're out now, like you live in, are are you living in Austin, Texas now? Is that what I got? Where are you living no, now? I live in Lafayette, Louisiana. Lafayette, now. I love Lafayette. It's it's a it's very a wonderful. It's a good place. It's, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It, it, it's, it's it's better than New Orleans. I don't know. It's it's Lafayette, but um, it's not pretending to be anything other than it is. <laughs> Um, it's got the college there, kind of, sort of. Yeah. But, but still, so. It does. So when people come out to see you, I don't, I don't even know where I'm trying to go now. Um, but when, when you're writing songs now, could you go back to a time? Could you write an Asabath song right now if you wanted to? I don't think so. <clears throat> It's like I, I was so into that and that was so everything that I wanted to do at the time that for it to be that, I would have to be there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like now I'm like trying to do something in, in a, you know, a little dash of Leonard Cohen, a, a little bit of the Gun Club, you know, like I, I want, you know, like roots music and yeah, punk right. metal to like fuse together and you, what I wanted to ask earlier, which I think I, I might not have asked right, like, you live in New Orleans. Like, I know from Shreveport sucked. Terrible town. <laughs> Let's not even talk about that. But I know that, like, when I would go visit friends in New Orleans in the southern part of the state, they had all these different ideas. And New Orleans specifically has all this different growing style. Like, there's so much there. Did that growing up in that environment influence what? Because there's so much different. You got the Zydeco, you got the fucking, you, you have the country, you have what you were doing Certainly. already. I mean, just going out to like bars, I would see some like premier like blues players, like Tad Benoit and stuff. You know, like when they played, just in bars, like mm-hmm. you know, I mean. I, and you know lots of other people that you know I can't even remember you know I mean <laughs> me neither it, it just seems to like I don't know I mean I always loved that kind of music and I was always endeared to it and I always wanted to be more soulful so it's oh it's been like a quest that's been my personal quest like trying to get like okay I love Iron Maiden but I don't want to sound like that, but I'd like some of that put into this, like, more soulful mechanism of song, you know? So that's what I don't hear in the world that I would like to hear, and I'm here actually to do that. What I like is that, and I apologize, like, when (laughs) when I was 16, 17, maybe not 17, but when I was younger, Kid, I heard those early Acid Bath albums in Shreveport, North Louisiana. And then here I am now, in the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to your solo stuff. It's fantastic. I don't mean that in the kick, kiss ass way. I mean it is in like a, like, it's a total evolution 
of what it's it, it's become something like it's very similar the same base the same root but you can I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now it's fantastic thank you um, so when you have people show up at shows like this and they're yelling for those old songs and you're like I can't how have you, mercy I have so much mercy that it just you're just such a pours out of me man so, like blood out of the fucking out of <laughs> uh I mean, I, I guess I appreciate them, and I feel like even though I mean, sometimes they go too far, but sometimes they make it fun. Yeah. Did you, you have know? fun tonight? Yeah, cool. I did. I, 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 you just have this being about you that's like, man, it, it's just fun to hang out and talk, and, that, and that's of course what we're trying to do. Um, are you happy with the music you're making now? Yeah, I really am. I'm, I'm, I'm striving for something like... I like the band, Van Morrison, Dr. John, Leon Russell, stuff like that where it's kind of like southern music, kind of funky, but I want to make it a little like King Crimson-ish. Mm-hmm. If we could make these things meld together, and I know we can. I, I've well, felt it before. Is there, is there like any band like kind of hits that like like I know you have a role but is there like any band you listen to where you're like god damn that band and they're nine tenths of like this thing that I'm totally in love with sure <laughs> lots of bands that I that I'm in love with and I'd like to have a piece of that in me um and all the bands that I just mentioned and along with like a lot of like I get into a lot of Turkish psych music and Iranian music from the 70s. Um, uh, what they call Zamrock, which is like Zambian psychedelic metal from like the 70s. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Ngozi Family, Witch. I love all this uh, world music that's kind of heavy, psychedelic, funky too. So. Is there any like... Like a modern band, I mean, a modern band. No, I can't. I can't say. No, I'm. You know, I. I wish there was, but I just don't know of one. I I was just wondering. I mean, I listen to a lot of crazy shit. There's a lot of stuff that I like. You know, but as Tim Zolis, what are you reading right now? Do you read a lot? I I know you're a comic book fan. I'm a comic book fan, and I, I was very very impressed by that yeah I'm actually reading Slain the yeah yeah, the Pat Mills uh, no Simon Wisely and Pat Mills I think they wrote it yeah I'm I'm reading that comic book wise it's kind of just a fun cool thing you know I mean along with like uh, Rare Bit Fiends uh, Rick Veit's dream comic which I love I love that shit just like just this insane dream from beginning to end that makes a lot of sense and no sense you know it's weird like an e-reader guy on the road no no i'm a comic book guy or like you know i'm also um i'm also uh, um god damn i can't well i have uh dharma bums yes jack kerouac yes i'm reading and i'm also reading uh, the 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 Frederick Douglass the the freed well the 
escaped slave we became. You know, his 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 like you know story reading that book. Too fuck. It's okay. I just tripped over my own stuff too. Um, and that all goes into I, I I'm going to assume that that you're reading these books and when you're trying to write songs it works into that oh, same sure. mind space as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Well, how much longer do we have to wait for another solo record from yourself? Because this last one, and, and it may sound like bullshit, it's great. I loved it. I and I apologize for not listening to it until this week. But I liked it a lot. That's that's fine. I'm glad you liked it. Um, within the next year, for sure. I mean, I, I'm we'll be diligently working on songs, and I have them all. I mean, we have more than enough songs for a record. It's just a matter of nailing down the specifics. And you're gonna do it Lafayette-esque area. Oh yeah. Cool. Do you do it on your own? In your own. Yeah, we're going to do it all analog this time, actually, because we have a tape machine there and, like, the whole fucking thing. So it's going to be really fun this time. Brian, Matt, anything else for you guys? I think I'm good, man. Thank you for playing out here. Thank you for for talking with us. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. <laughs> well, all right, buddies. Well, uh, thanks to Matt Genero and Brian Ostro for hanging out, helping to do that interview. Um, and when I say thanks, I mean next time I'm not going to invite Matt because, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just talking shit. Thanks thanks for everything, Matt. Matt's a good dude. Matt drives me around everywhere now that I don't have a car. Uh, we make it to many, many shows because of him and his kindliness. Uh, thanks to Dax Briggs for hanging out and talking with us. Uh, he had He had made a comment that, you know, he's like, oh, I don't really like to do a lot of interviews because people tend to collect them. But what you seem to be doing seems to be honest and genuine and real and yada, yada, yada. So it, it was a pleasure sitting down and talking with him, uh, somebody who had important impact on my early life in the uh, 90s while I was being a fat kid riding a bike while my friends would skateboard. It's good times. Uh, so, no friends, uh, if you haven't been to mostlyharmlesspodcast.com please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com you can find a listing of all 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 our other episodes uh head over to itunes click that little subscribe button friends that subscribe button it's a good important button uh like us on facebook leave us an itunes review leave me a comment on uh facebook i love it all i love you all uh this week we're going to be host i'm in the process of moving so we're going to be hosting a sale on mostly harmless t-shirts because well that's just one less thing for me to take to uh, Denver and or Oakland, wherever I decide to go in the next two weeks. Uh, that's less shit for me to take to either place. So um, please visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com or if you're lazy like me, mhpod.com and go buy some stuff. Uh, next week we should have an interview up with the directors of the Descendants documentary Filmage. And uh, we'll see what other special guests we can get and other specialties we can get along the way, buddies. Uh, so, all right, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and end this track with another. S- <laughs> we're going to go ahead and end this track. We're going to go ahead and end this interview with another track off Blood or Love, uh, Dax Briggs' newest, but still a little bit older album uh, from, I think, uh, 212, 2012. I don't, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, the song is called Living is Suicide. Uh, thanks for checking this out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the flip side, buddies. Along the highway in the graveyard line Have mercy on the devil He 
is a friend of mine Sometimes Sometimes Dancing this phantom I bang down my spine Have mercy on the devil He's a friend of mine Sometimes 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 We are living the suicide If God looked upon us It would surely leave us blind